tired. So he can be by himself. Of course, the disciples are with him. But the editor of this gospel, we call him Mark, says that Jesus couldn't escape. He couldn't go anywhere without people recognizing. And so this woman recognizes Jesus and runs and bows at his feet, begging him to heal her daughter. And so that sets us up for what I think is a wonderful story, message, the gospel in it. And it also includes the imagery and the analogy using some pets that we've talked about this morning. And we'll see that as we move along. This is also an exercise in faith. On the part of the woman and on the part of Jesus as he gives her an opportunity to exercise her faith. Now, you see the, 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 the slide of the pet jumping across the fence. And I'm using that this morning as an image to remind us that this lady faces some great faith obstacles. And it is very clear here what these are. First of all, there is the fact of her ethnicity. We put that up. This is her race. We're told, first of all, that she was a Greek that she was Syrophoenician and that she was a woman. All three of these are strikes against her. Tyre and Sidon, uh, Sidon are in Phoenicia and Phoenicia uh, is part of Syria. And so that's why she is referred to as the Syrophoenician woman. But I think remembering the story of Jesus at the well of Sychar in Samaria where we've always pointed out that she was a Samaritan woman and Jesus was a Jewish man and the kind of problem that that brought and how both of them had to enter into a kind of neutral faith experience for her to get the living water. We have something of the same situation here. But then the second obstacle is the matter of religion. Because we know historically that the people of that area practiced what was referred to as vile religion. And I'm not going into this morning some of what those practices were. They weren't very nice. And you can understand then why the Jewish nation with the purity of that religion with all of the re religious laws and uh, all of the kinds of practices that were part of that religion, you can understand why there was some feeling toward the religion of the land where this lady lived. 
But then there's a third op obstacle, and uh, I'm calling this racial. Now, Matthew has uh, a part of this story in chapter 15. And the disciples are with Jesus, and it's clear there that they point out that this woman is from another country. As a matter of fact, they say, Jesus, send her away. She, she keeps shouting at us as if to say she's not like us. And so here, here was uh, that kind of racial, if you want to put it that way, that racial slur that stood in her way of getting the blessing that she had come to get. And then that brings us to a couple of summation ob obstacles, and that was the whole matter of rejection. How many times in her life had she been rejected? What was her experience of rejection? How would you have reacted? How would I have reacted? You think about it. Some of us here have been rejected religiously. I know how that feels. Some of us have been rejected by other people. Some of you have been rejected on the job. Some of us have even been fired a few times. We know how that feels. So that brings me to the last obstacle that I'm going to refer to as reality. She had all these strikes against her. There was her ethnicity. ethnicity. There was her religion. There were the racial slurs. There was her rejection. That's the reality of her situation today. We are in a sense of reality ourselves wherever we may be. Let's try to put ourselves in the place where this lady is as much as is possible, being desperately in need of bringing healing to someone which she loves with an extreme love, just like all of us love our children and grandchildren. It's kind of nice to be able to say that now. But look, all through the scriptures and all through life, sometimes our greatest obstacles open up the greatest opportunity. So when you're down, just think to yourself, I've got a great opportunity coming. Religiously speaking, to be ostracized by a church opened up the greatest meaning in my life I could ever hope to experience. You have the same witness about a lot of things. So look what happens. She comes to Jesus. She believes that he can do the work that's needed. He knows he can do it. 
But he's having to deal with God's call on his life and his call. And he makes it very clear, ma'am, my call is first to the house of Israel, to the children. I've got to give the bread to the children first. Oh, first. When you say first, that means there's going to be the second one. You see? There's an intimation right there of something wonderful that is going to happen. Give the bread to the children first. Oh, yes. But even the dogs will take the crumbs that fall from the children's table. As I said a moment ago, I used to think that Jesus was referring to that class of people of other ethnicity, as I've said. And I think there is some intimation of that. But in this context, I understand now that Jesus is not talking about the wild pack of dogs out there in the desert. He's talking about the pets that are very friendly around the house. Matter of fact, it's the little dogs is the way it is in, in, in the language. The little dogs. So Jesus, I'm just asking for the crumbs that fall from the table. I'll take those just like the children's pets would. I've struggled all through my life of how in the world Jesus could be the savior of the world and care for everybody and yet be harsh with this lady. I think that understanding robs any harshness. Jesus is not harsh toward this lady. He's simply giving her an opportunity to exercise her faith. And in that exercise, the great miracle occurs. Now you go on home, ma'am, and look on the couch, and you'll find your daughter healed. Your faith is great. And that's what she did. She went home, and there was the miracle of healing for that daughter that came through the crumbs that the dogs would have eaten. Now, there's another story here, and I'm going to say that till the next time. But I just want to remind us all that we're, we, we've got a table here too today. And some of us are feeling, if, 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 I, can just get there, if I can just get up there and get some of those crumbs. See, some of us here, this morning that may be in a situation where we could say, I think I could eat the whole loaf. Just give me the whole loaf. That's what I need. I need the whole, matter of fact, I need every loaf you can put on the table. So as Tommy and Martha consecrate these elements today, remember, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And you come to this table today, along with the rest of us, and you take all you need. 
because the great physician is in the house. And the great physician wants to do for you and for me what we desperately need. We may not be able to verbalize, but in the act of coming to the table, this one who is present as the one who even feeds the house pets, he is the one that will meet you and me at the table. To the blessing and honor of God, amen.